Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 20-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Jump me on at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download at iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, at Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word on the street via social media, five-star rating and review, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Kenny Chesney. I was definitely born a dreamer. I could never sit still, and I can't now. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! I don't really care about the big time. Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 289. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Zumbrota, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Podcast dropping a little early this week due to me heading to Milwaukee for some Brewers action. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday played at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Finally remembered to play Noel's favorite, Hallelujah. Thursday played at Beedo Club in St. Paul slash Roseville, Minnesota. Love when Buddy Robbie is working behind the bar. Big thanks to Lisa, Ted, Heike for the crew for making it a fun night. Friday played at Carmine's in Woodbury, Minnesota. Great to see my ma and Aunt Cheryl at the show. Saturday played at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Fun day with friends Nikki, P. Fitty, and Carrie. Appreciate all the familiar faces coming back to hear me rock out. Shows. Thursday, April 29th, I'll be playing at Bedo Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Friday, April 30th, I'll be playing at Hacks Pub with piano band Steve from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, May 1st, I'll be playing at Rosetown Legion in Roseville, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Guest this week. Part one of three with Matt and Heidi from the popular country band Hitchville. We talk Kenny Rogers, Bloody Knuckles with Luke Bryan, Hanging with Tanya Tucker, and much more. Enjoy the conversation. Heidi Owens and Matt Neath of Hitchville. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hey, bud. Doing great. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. We are here at the beautiful B-Dale Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. And thank you for Matt and Heidi for coming down here. It's a rainy, miserable day outside. But it's yes. a nice, quiet night down here for us to do a show. Um, sometimes we get the pool table going and for sure the bathroom fan going all the time. But <laughs> but we're good tonight. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. So uh, you said you just come in from South Dakota. You just came yes, in from South I Dakota? Did. Uh, well, we sang there this last weekend, and I have a son that lives there, so I stay for a few days every time we play in that section of the world. Okay, and where did you guys play at? Um, Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort. 
So it's right way down in Larchwood, Iowa. Don't the golf resort part. Golf resort. That's very important. That kind of makes it sound more fancy, doesn't it? I never thought about that. <laughs> Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort. And golf Resort. Yeah, so it's it's right, right across the border from South Dakota. So instead of staying at the hotel, Heidi goes and stays with her kid, with yes. her child. Nice. Yes. And just as a duo, you guys did it? Um, no, we did it with our... Well, we have a four-piece that we do that's... We call it our kind of our Hitchville light or acoustic version, although we have not all acoustic instruments. Yeah, it's so the what's diet the instrumentation you guys have? Do you play guitar, acoustic? Yep, thing? yep. So we'll have um, lead guitar and fiddle, and then acoustic. Chris plays bass, and then Chris has uh, a little Yamaha uh, wooden kind of drum wedge that we can simulate like a kick drum. Okay. So he's Chris is over there doing kick drum, tambourine with feet, playing bass and singing. I mean, kind of like your your jam, you know, <laughs> that, kind of that deal, Mark. So outstanding. Yeah. So Except we're not it's looped. <laughs> not looped. Yeah. He's so it's we like get done with this, on. get off the stools at the end of the night. His he's like, I can't feel my groin. You know, he's 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 in all kinds of pain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our our four piece show is surprisingly a pretty it's pretty big sound. So it's during these times right now we do yes. a, lot, a lot of the four piece well, show. Well, lots of bands are only four pieces. That's we true. Just have our, just we just have our a seven piece version. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's four. Yeah. I hear seven piece I just think that sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you guys have Marv playing fiddle? I just come to my head right now. We we did for many, many years and then then we didn't. But he comes and plays with us sometimes in the summertime. Yeah. I see him at shows of mine. He'll show up with his fiddle and jam, jam along and whatever. And oh yeah, he so plays how long with everybody. Has Mike been with us now. Mike's been with us like Mike what, Johnson has four? been our utility guy for. Is it four? Yeah, years? I think almost. I think he came on in 2017. This will be his fourth year. Okay. So, and Mike plays Mike, fiddle and guitar, banjo, mandolin. He's got. He's you should hear him sing "Carry On Wayward Son." The dude is. Are you serious? Just, oh, he's insane. Yeah. So there's sing his butt plus off. he fixes he just, everything. Yeah. It's stupid. How and he might be the nicest human being ever. So <laughs> and the most humble dude. Like he's just yeah. It's yeah. It's we don't like him at all. Humble. We hate him. <laughs> yeah, we barely tolerate him. Nice. He's, yeah, he's a great dude. But we're not sure what to think of him. He's, <laughs> he's from somewhere else because he's that good. Yeah. Wow. I was looking at your schedule. You guys play down in Ellsworth. Some of my best friends live down in Ellsworth. Is it the Gaslight or something? Us something yeah, about you. Yes. yes. <laughs> the cheese curds. Y'all stop eating cheese curds in the back. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We actually love playing at Ellsworth because it's, I mean, I, I don't know if people appreciate being called dive bars, but kind of, hello. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the low ceiling. and It has uh, a very the, distinct charm and vibe about it. It's, it's totally. Oh, we love playing that place. And the people there yeah. are just a blast. Yeah. It's a blast to play there. So it's empty bush light cans as far as the eye can see, man, cuz it's the $2 bush light cans all day. It's, it's I it's love it. We're there next there. Saturday, Saturday night. Nice. So, I got to open yeah. for Jody Messina in Ellsworth at one of their fairs or something. That's the oh, only that's time awesome. I've ever played in Ellsworth. Really? You guys ever met Jody Messina? You guys have opened we have, for everybody. Well, we have. She has, was we on, do uh, some of her tunes. We do a couple of her tunes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Those Phil Vassar ones, the Bye Bye, and those. Yeah. Yep. God damn, that's a good song. He's. Yep. 
He was on. You a guys roll, have worked man. with Phil Phil Vassar ever? We no, we we were on a bill with him several years ago. I don't even remember this. That and it was a show that got canceled. I think. I think we got a call to do a show with him at the Medina a few years ago. I don't know. You know, if I told you about, you probably didn't get the call. I think I got the call from somebody. Do you remember that or no? <laughs> I don't think you know if you remember that. I'm the one that books us, so this yeah, is very interesting. It's all news. So um, that was really nice of you to share with me. Yeah, sorry, I think it, it in front just of everyone else it, instead of telling me. Right, whatever. It got shot down immediately. I think, but he's Phil welcome Master, to Hitchville. Crazy live show, great. Like he's a hell of a performer, though. I uh, I, I saw him once down in Chicago too, and he was at it was at. Uh, Oh, something on uh, something on Weed Street, the venue was called, mm-hmm. and we were down there seeing cross Canadian ragweed, and we were friends with the Lost Trailers guys, and Phil Vassar was playing too, and I remember he was on stage and everyone was drinking, and he was got really wild, and he jumped on the piano and spun Stan- around on his stomach yeah. and stuff. It was hilarious. I've seen well, him stand on the piano. Mad. Skills at writing music. Yeah. I think he's incredible. Yeah, I he think had, he's, that dude had so a publishing many. deal like long before he had a recording deal back in. I don't remember his first album with Carlene, his first single that was back in late '90s, probably. I don't know, Carlene. '97, '98-ish, or Little Red Rodeo. Little Red was that Rodeo around that time too. That was yep, yep. I think he's got his greatest hits where he sings those Jody oh, Messina ones oh, when he does the... I think you're right. It's I love his versions. It's Bye Bye and then I'm All Right. Yep. It's another one we did. We did that this weekend. Did you really? Just, what a cool... That gets over anytime with any audience. Mm-hmm. It does. It, absolutely. And I look around and there's everybody from every age group singing it, which is... I love that. And the song is like 23 years old. Is it that old? It's crazy. Nine, that was her. That album of hers was '99 with "Bye Bye" and and "I'm All Right" on it. That was 1999, I believe. 98 or 99. Forty Foot Parallels teaming up with Laughs on the Go for stand-up comedy at Forty Foot Parallel Distillery, featuring a stacked lineup of touring comics. Forty Foot Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka, producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. Forty Foot Parallel Distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy. Slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 40FootParallelDistillery.com for our some more information. So we're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians. Try 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. Do you guys think that there's modern... So, like, I'm not as in the country scene as I once was, but do you guys think what are the modern artists and songs that are going to be, like, talked about 20 years from now? Songs that are new right now? That are newer. Like, when I kind of got out of it, I'd say... It was Eric Church's Springsteen, Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup. That's kind of when I bailed okay. out of the whole thing in that era. That was 2011, 2012-ish? Uh, uh, probably around that time. I think, like, Little Big Town is going to have longevity forever. Like Girl Crush and stuff like that. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I think those songs are... Pontoon? I just think them and their, their music, their sound. I mean, it took them 10 years to, like, actually... Hit it big, if you will. They, Pontoon was their so, first number one hit. It took right. them it was so 13 it took them years. A long, long. 
Time. Wasn't they, Boondocks before that though? That, that was a single, one? but never it charted. But it was never Pontoon was their first number one, their first number one song. Oh, and that singer's They're, so good, and she's hot as balls. Yeah, she's so hot. Karen, Karen Fairchild. Karen, that's she's my got, favorite. Plus, she's got <laughs> crazy style. We had we had one of the because we just uh, we were such fans of those guys when we started our band, and um, we our first festival stage experience, we were hired. Sight on sight unheard, was that how you'd say it? I guess they, sight unseen. By, I don't know, sight unseen. Sight unheard. Yeah. Sight un, it was they had never heard us, and it was it was country splash in Somerset, Wisconsin, and it was Travis Tritt was headlining. Right. It was Travis, um, LBT, bit, yeah. and then Luke Bryan, and then us, and us, and Travis Tritt father died the Monday of the week of the festival, so they bumped everybody up, and Little Big Town was the was the closer for the night and so we got to play like before them i don't know it was, uh, luke bryan was in between us it was us right. and luke of course this was 20 2009 so this is luke was just coming on the scene and all my and friends say era all my friends exactly yep. yep and he man we had a great time with those guys whiskey i always tell the whiskey and bloody knuckles story with little big town of luke bryan can After you, that, you mind sharing that it for us? Show. It was great, man. Well, they just pound in whiskey, and I, <laughs> I wasn't a big whiskey drinker back then. I was uh, stuck to beer, but man, those guys and I had scars on my knuckles from Luke Bryan playing Bloody Knuckles with me for probably two months. Are you serious, that sucker, man? That you played guy, Bloody Knuckles for two months, or you had bruises? I had, for two I had bruises. I had like. <laughs> My, <laughs> That's how that came out, my yeah. turn, my turn. Come on, Luke. Why get to go next? Okay. Um, All right. How no, many I had like bruises on this? my. How did you guys get that started? Like, yo, was the opening band? Hey, you want? Was he yeah. half drunk or what? It was just. We it was were cr- hanging out backstage afterwards. We yeah, must just on their bus and stuff. Just, I don't even know if we got on. Did we get on the bus? I, I don't know. I think we were outside. I just remember we were outside hanging out. Took some great pictures together. They couldn't have been any cooler. Yep. And more unassuming. They were just, and just we had, the coolest. And we, we talked about everything and we were laughing <laughs> our heads off and drinking and it was They were a great like, hang. They were yeah, they were yeah, really man. Good. We were we were already huge fans, but after that, you know, when you meet when you meet the people that you already are thinking are so awesome and then they turn out to be even more awesome. That's pretty cool. When yeah. I was doing the whole Nashville thing, and I got to meet some of the folks, and I really gained a lot of respect for them when they were cool, right. and I became bigger fans. I didn't understand the downside of being a dick, right? You know, especially in the country well, genre, the you got to be aw shucks. Yeah. I got uh-huh. to sit at a bar with Toby Keith that one time. We were taking photos and at the Tin Roof in Nashville. Yeah, and we were taking photos and selfies going around the bar, and I couldn't get it to work. They were outside; it was snowing, and I took a picture. I realized, I'm like, I wasn't hitting save on my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's like he was totally cool and like you know, and then there's some guys who were just complete dicks yeah well that's what you remember you... most too is and that's what the word that gets passed quicker if you're a dick to somebody if you're a big name and you're a dick to somebody that word travels much faster than if you're a sweetheart or a nice person when okay you're, but once you're you know, in this business you know that there are times that you're in a giant rush or you feel absolutely horrible right and you just need and that's to where you have to watch your heck out your t's and q's and yep. there's times when someone really really wasted is like practically spitting on you while they're talking and you're like 
Oh dear God! I like, I just yeah. gotta. Well, I, look I, at I the time. Bolt, and then yeah. and then somebody's talking about what a what a what's the word I can use on Bitch. the radio? You can yeah. use whatever you want. <laughs> I can yeah. use that one. It's a well, podcast. This is gorilla. Like, yeah. hey, wait a minute. Do I get to tell my half of the story? Because no, I'm not. And that one sucked. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's not. You you do your best, I think. But I mean, once you've been doing something like this for a while, and you realize that. That you can't really, like you can't. Although we've met some people where they're that way every time, and then you know, okay, that one's a bona fide dick. Yeah, I try to work <laughs> that on that that technique all the dick. time, trying to deflect that stuff. Like right. when the drunk people come over, like I either try to say like they want to sing or they. I've I've had it about me too. It's like, oh, you're a dickhead, man, or you're mm-hmm. an asshole. I had a guy just a couple weeks ago, a huge fan, came up to me. He goes, I will end you right now. It is fist cocked to me at a show. Because he wanted to stand next to me on stage. I'm like, but then five minutes later, he was fine. And, he, and it just, they're drunk. It's in our business. We got to yeah. figure yeah. out how to deal with these people, you right. know? And, yeah. Right. Um, who would you say, out of all the folks you've worked with, is a standout as one of the coolest folks? So you're saying Luke Bryan won for sure. That was, well, yeah, at that well, time, we haven't. Him and Little Big Town were Yeah, just Little Big Town cool were, they were great. Um, um, probably, to be honest, um, Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to hold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you- At WeFest, we had adjoining dressing rooms with him, and we were asked to do the anthem. So we opened the main stage one day, and the next day we did the national anthem prior to all the artists singing or whatever. So we were rehearsing it in our um, dressing room, and he, there's adjoining doors in all these dressing rooms. You know, all the big artists have their buses, and obviously, and stuff, but they have these rooms, this big building for the artists if they want you know, to hang out. And so he popped his head in, and he's like, sounds really great, kids, or something like that. <laughs> he said it was so sweet. And then he, uh, like his bus broke down, so somebody had to go pick, somebody from WeFest had to go pick him up uh, him and and two other people that were with him or whatever like 20 or 30 miles away and so and then uh before he left we we took a a great just a really great picture with him he was just the sweetest dude man he was such a nice guy i mean we've uh, we've been i don't know we've neil i always think he's really awesome every time who opened for him neil Neil McCoy. Oh, Neil yes, McCoy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's, he's, I, oh, I, he's cool. This is, this is not my strong point. People's names. names yeah. yeah like, well, he was trying to I give it that wink. Tags. I know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Neil McCoy, McCoy is great, yeah. Yes, he's always awesome every time we ever... Lease the 2021 Jeep Cherokee Latitude LUX 4x4 for just $399 per month for 42 months. Find your new SUV during the Jeep Celebration event today. I still love rocking the roads my black Jeep Cherokee I got from Mighty Chrysler. When 250,000 miles in my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride. And ID Chrysler and his staff can more helpful be choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at Zoom 
ZombrotaCDJR.com or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zombrota, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Zombrota today. Enjoy a safe spring season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. Kenny Rogers is just timeless. I mean, that is amazing it was to cool. have any kind of connection or to see him or get a photo with him. Right. That's going to be those guys that will be on a considered for the Mount Rushmore of like the 80s oh, country sure, singers yeah. or something, exactly. whatever. Yep. And to start off in that, in that, that cool. Austin Powers band or whatever was his band. Third, oh, God. Something Dimension? Fifth Dimension? Fifth, fifth Dimension? I think you're right. Yeah. Man. What condition my condition was in. Oh, my God. That's Kenny Rogers singing yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever cover that one, Hitchville? We, yeah, we got to put it on the list, man. I'm trying to think. I feel like we've met a few female artists that I thought were super, super cool. Um, I mean, we've certainly, we can remember some of the odd stories, like meeting, we never got to meet Kenny Chesney because he would like sneak around behind the bus and like dart out like a little mouse. Like it was hilarious. He'd look around and when he thought the coast was clear, he'd dart between buses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Yeah, cool. he... That He's, was funny. I Kenny was like, is a oh, shy. Okay. Well, that guy is Natalie Murphy's husband. Absolutely, Nick. Uh, I mean, he was with Kenny forever. Nick's a local dude. He grew up really close to close to me, and is a frequenter still of Mr. Mark's music in downtown Anoka, where I bring my guitars and and uh, it's a legendary place to go get your your guitars fixed and worked on. So. Um, I don't know. We've we've met a lot of people, and I I actually met Tanya Tucker and thought she was pretty stinking cool. Nice. I mean, I spent some time with Tanya Tucker. Really? Yes. Yeah, you were in a car with her for. You're drinking a, a couple Waller's well, Woodhill cocktails. Well, <laughs> this, <laughs> this was back in the day before I actually was doing Hitchville. This, yeah, and this was. It was one of those days where she needed to be picked up to be brought to the venue that she was gonna go play at, and she didn't. So they called up the, my manager at the time and asked her to go get her, and she was like, "Hey, you want to go get Tanya Tucker with me?" I'm like, "Hell yeah." come on let's go so we go get her and we're told that we're just supposed to you know make her feel at home do whatever she wants she's got a few hours before she plays so we ended up taking her to a car dealership and she saw some 57 chevy sitting out front i want to go over there so we are you serious yes. and didn't she freaking but buy she it or something like on that. the stop hey y'all i want to go over there i want to go over that there you see that 57 yeah. chevy i want to go there so we took her over there Although her voice is much lower. Give me that 50 cent Chevy over there. So we took her there, and then she looked at trucks, which was hilarious. Um, Big old trucks. And then when she ran off to go to the bathroom, I remember Jody said to the the guy, do you know who you're helping? And he looked at her, and he goes, hell yeah, Tanya Tucker. (laughs) So we didn't know. He hadn't given even... He hadn't given the slightest notion that he knew who she was. The salesman, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And then we took her to dinner, and uh, that was cool. We're sitting there at dinner, and nobody's saying anything about how we're sitting there at a table with Tanya Tucker, and this is killing Jody once again, who was my manager at the time. Okay. She's dying. 
for someone to say, is that Tanya? Ta she wants this to happen so badly. And uh, the waiter came over and she finally just had to ask, do you have any idea who you're helping? And he said, hell yeah, Christy Love. <laughs> she looked at me and I looked at her and she's like, well, damn, <laughs> you must be something. <laughs> So, I couldn't have been any more embarrassed, but that's so Christy Love. Can you explain that to us? Yeah. I I used to front a band called Boogie Boogie Wonderland, Wonderland and that yes. was your name was Christy Love. Yes, and the waiter knew who Christy Love was, and he didn't know who Tanya Tucker was. Well, and it was Boogie Wonderland is one of the biggest bands when I was playing for <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Okay, but that she was such a good sport about that, and I was like. I wanted to go under the table. I felt so stupid at that moment, but it was actually pretty funny. She handled it like a champ, and then she later said something on stage about, hey, y'all, I got to spend all day with Chrissy Love. And I'm like, oh, dear God. This is like a legend. Who's <laughs> acting like it was cool to hang out with me. Tanya. Uh, yeah, she was awesome. awesome. So is Heidi Owens your name, or is Christy Love your real name? Yeah, no. Just Heidi for the Owens podcast. It's my real name. <laughs> Christy Love was a... Everybody in the band had a stage name that was 70s related. And Christy Love was a was like a... She was like, at the time, she was a... It was a show about a black detective. And she was like one of the first black women on in a major role on television. That's back in the 70s. And yeah. It was called Get Christy Love, and the resemblance was uncanny, so we yeah, went with it. Uh -huh. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm really into funk and kind of funky 70s dance stuff and right 80s on. dance stuff. You being a singer in Boogie Wonderland, what would you say would be some funky, dancey, crowd-pleasing essentials I should have on my set list? Oh, my gosh. You have to play some Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you I have play to September. play some Bee Gees, and you have to play... Some oh, absolutely have to play the Bee Gees. You know that, right? Which one you think? Um, like you can go. There's a bunch. You can go. Stay I do. Night alive. Fever. Yeah, one guy is tough. Staying alive. Oh, I yeah, suppose absolutely. right. I'm not thinking about that. Sorry, I had I had six people, so yeah, you're lucky. Uh, one, one. Let's see. Yeah, well, where where would you go? With I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B Dale Club, located on the corner counter of B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The Mike Mondry Classic Mini Golf Tournament will be held on Sunday, May 23rd. More information and sign up at the bar. Rob, Emily, Natalie, Kate, Shelly, entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. As of late, my libation of choice is a classic Greyhound. And there to quote 16-time world champion Ric Flair. Tasty Little Devils. Save the date. B-Dill Club Barbecue Contest, August 7th. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo, botch ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dill's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. <laughs> I can't do that falsetto very good, and I sing with a high voice. Can you do falsetto at all, Matt? <laughs> I, have a fal I have a falsetto, but, I mean, most tenors, by the nature of their, their range, have a pretty shitty... Uh, uh, falsetto. Really? I mean, just the, the, by the nature of it, the tenor voice is not usually tenors don't have strong falsettos. I don't have a real strong falsetto. M now, Chris Stoffer, our bass player uh, and other harmony singer, he has a tremendous falsetto and he's probably a 
We call him a barely he a tone. He's more of a second tenor baritone. He wouldn't baritone. say it's tremendous. He'd say it, he'd tell you that it, with with a couple more voices and it put on top, but, it sounds fantastic. Yes, but his ability to to actually sing in that register and right because when we when we do, uh, <laughs> our harmonic structure is based on like if I'm doing a lead, it's normally Chris, bottom me lead Heidi on top. And if Heidi's singing a lead, a lot of times depending upon the key that it's in, Chris will do the, the girl harmony, the third above, in his in a falsetto, you know, and he can do that. And it's just, it, he, he just kind of sneaks in and makes everything blend and co- makes everything sound nice and cohesive. And, and so that's, we use him, we use and abuse him for harmony parts, whatever. <laughs> I think he loves it, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It gives he him, absolutely He's constantly it. challenged, and that's, mm-hmm. that's fun. After a while, that, that's a thing. You have to... Finding ways to challenge yourself after you've been doing something for so long. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys both about your influences stuff. Well, since we started with you with Boogie Wonderland, when did you start singing? And are you from the Twin Cities or I grew up How'd you get going? How'd you south. and wind up being here? I, well, I grew up south of of Rochester in a little town called Stuartville, out on a on a ranch. It was a camp called Ironwood Springs Christian Ranch and I sang out there for anybody that would listen. And and I would stand on the porch with my hairbrush and sing at the top of my lungs sometimes when no one was around. Uh, and then all through high school, I sang. I, I was in competitions and in choir, and I did musicals. Um, then I went off to college and did a little bit more. My first singing in a band experience happened very haphazardly. I was living in L.A., and um, I broke my arm and smashed my car all within about a week and a half period. And I decided it was time to get out of there for a while. So I went to Memphis, Tennessee, where a friend of mine lived. And she flew me on the red eye and came and picked me up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And at 10 a.m., by 10 a.m., her boyfriend and my friend also, but was he was he was playing the keys to something that he couldn't read music so he's in there plunking along and it was horrible wasn't anything i could sleep to so i walked in and said what's going on he's like well i have to i have to i have a big audition for a band down on beale street in like a half hour and i don't know the song and i can't read music and um i looked at it and i'm like i know that song so I sang. What song was it? It was a Vanessa Williams tune. Um, Vanessa Williams? That yes. was the last oh thing I thought God. you'd say. Sometimes right? the snow comes down in June. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'll get you. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. I thought you were going to save Sometimes the best for last. Save right? the best. Is that, yeah. And I'm like, on oh, Beale Street? He has yeah. no idea. The guy was sweating this one. Well, and Beale's in Blues Country, Memphis. Yes, uh-huh. in Blues Country, Memphis. <laughs> this is a band that plays in Beale Street, but they packed the house every night with, like, Top 40. They were, like, the one place on Beale Street that didn't do blues, but it was packed all the time. Yeah. So I sang with him when they got there. When I when I sang with him, he played perfectly. He just followed right along. He would have never known. He didn't hear it, didn't know it. Okay. So when they got there... I sang and he played and he got the job immediately and they turned to me and they said, so what's your story? <laughs> and I was like, I, I just got off an airplane and 
my three boxes of things that I own are in the attic at a place in California, and I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Yeah. So they were like, well, you wouldn't want to sing in a band, would you? And I'm like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's kind of like a few months later, there I was. That's so awesome. That was my first job. So I toured up and down the East Coast because they stopped playing actually on Beale Street for a while and went on tour. So I played all over. Wow. It was in New York and all kinds of places. But it was a total accident that, I mean, it was a dream for me, but I couldn't believe that the second I left where I thought my dreams were going to come true in California, that my dream to be in a band came true within 24 hours. That's awesome. So what would you say would be your vocal influences besides Tanya Tucker? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who would I say? Well, I've always been a huge Bonnie Raitt fan. Ooh, she's bluesy too. Yep. Oh, I like her very, very much. I like, well, I am a big fan of, of Karen in Little Big Town. I think she's awesome. I love how she sounds. I've kind of always, as cheesy as Shania Twain is, I've always liked her sound. Um, who else would I say is an influence? It's like more of a stylist compared to like a big belter like um, yeah, yeah. Martina I mean, McBride huge, or something. I'm a huge Bette Midler fan. Bette Midler, so, like the Rose? Yes. Um, I grew up listening to Barb Streisand. My mother had that cranked all the time, so I was, you know, I can't sing like What's her. What's Barbara's thought, biggest hit, you think? Because um, I can't really name any off the top of my head. Yeah, Evergreen or Evergreen, something? Evergreen, probably, yeah. or something from A Star is Born. Depends on which one yeah. you look yeah. for yeah. there. Um, there's a few on that one that, you know, was on the album. I don't know. My mom had me listening to stuff like, John Denver and Barry Manilow and <laughs> they're good. Abba, <laughs> yeah. Did you have Abba on it. I love Abba. My mom Cook didn't listen stereo. to any secular music until the song "Steal Away" came out from Robbie. What was it, Robbie Neville or something? What? And I, she had a forty-five player and she put the arm back and that little stinking record played like over and over and over. And you'd think I hate the song. I love it. It's on my music playlist, and I don't have that many songs on my music playlist. That's, That's awesome. So, <laughs> there you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your story there, Heidi. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, Zumbroda, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
It's too loud, pack it up. 